so excited. I am excited too. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for Grit and Grace TV. And I am one half of your host, CJ Ripka. And beside me is my cohort, my awesome par partner in crime, the girl that actually tells me what we're going to do each and every week, Lynn Burnett. Hey. <laughs> Good. It's hot out. And I love that. Oh, man, me too. In fact, it's so hot out, I've got a fan here right next to me. So if you hear a little humming in the background, it's because I've got a fan here, and I'm trying to eliminate any boob sweat. That's really what it's what it's there for. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Boob sweat. Nobody likes to see boob sweat. No, or feel it. Or, fe or feel it, exactly. <laughs> it, yeah, it's really hot. It's really hot. I love that, because I hate it when the weather is not warm, and... And I'm going over to the big city tomorrow. So I don't want to be walking around the big city in the rain. There's nothing worse than that. So I love it. Yeah. You know, and, and after talking to you about it and I told my, my wife and my daughter and everybody what you're going to be doing tomorrow. And I'm not going to actually say it because I'm going to let you say it. But all of them, everybody I told is like, are you kidding me? Where is this at? And how do I get there? <laughs> you and I are like just live down the street from each other. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, go hang out. Uh, no, yeah. Well, you know, so I'm going to see Bruno Mars tomorrow. I'm so freaking excited. And um, he opened in Vegas, so like that's that's closer to you. I don't know where where else on his tour, but uh, I almost didn't get to see him because when tickets went on sale, he actually tonight he's playing. But when I tried to get tickets, it sold out so flipping fast. I didn't get tickets and I was so pissed off and I just like, whatever. I got it from my computer and I went to go do dishes or something. And I don't know, something was just like, no, I'm going to go back to my computer. I got to keep, I got to keep trying. And I logged back on to Ticketmaster and it was like, new show added. I'm like, oh, 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 I'm there. So most expensive I've ever paid for a ticket. Most expensive I've ever going to pay for a hotel room because I can't come back home the same night because I live on a giant island. So I have to take a big ferry that takes an hour and a half to go to the big city. And I have to stay in a hotel. So. That's kind of exciting a, though. That's like a, that's like a urban camping trip. it's a getaway it's a getaway and i am almost more excited that i get to get away from home than the concert like you people can fend for yourself i'm out of here i ain't cooking i ain't doing squat so so who's going with you is it just you or is it uh you gotta go no, me and my best friend awesome we always get into trouble but we probably won't this time yeah, well, you know, sometimes a little bit of trouble is good for you. Yeah. It, it, you know, we have so much fun. Friends, trouble it is. You know, it creates those relationships that last, that, that literally last lifetimes. Yeah. Yeah, I've known her since I was uh, 18. So I've known her for 30 years. She's been my best friend. Wow. Yeah. You know, that doesn't happen very often. You know, there's a few women that I know that have those kind of relationships with their friends from either high school or middle school. Yeah. In some cases. But, you know, those types of friendships just don't ever seem to last, you know, through the lifetime. I don't know if I've, I, I've got 
acquaintances still from high school yeah. and school and all all over the place. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I've got a really close friend. And I didn't even meet her through school, actually. Like, I didn't even meet her through school. So, but we just clicked. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and we just clicked and we've just been best friends and we've gone through, you know, divorce and children and uh, all that stuff. So, yeah, no, I'm going with her, my best friend. I can't wait. We always hit concerts together. We saw Prince together. And yeah, so I'm excited. There's that P word again. That's right. That's right. So that's why we're doing the show tonight. That's one of the reasons we're doing the show tonight. Well, yeah. And not only that, I mean, it kind of led to that. I mean, because you had already said you needed to take Thursday off. Yeah. But then once after you had already mentioned that, we had talked about possibly doing a three days a week. Well, it just makes sense to start setting the standard now then. That's right. Why not? So I really Why the hell not? some feedback from everybody about what do you think uh, three days a sh- uh, three days a week would sound like to you, and the reason why I want to know is because my ideas, and but we we really want to give you what you want rather than what we think you want. So. Yeah, yeah. So would you like to see us three days a week? Like we like because we'd like to come to you three days a week. We have a great time talking. So. Oh, yeah. I look forward to this time each and every week. This is like my social therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that we're in the fall, we're going to move to three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So we're starting the Wednesday thing now, and then we're going to ramp it up in the fall. So let us know. What do you think? And also share this out now. Like, let's try and get we broke our record last week. We asked, let's try and get to at least 10 shares on this and you can share more than once. And if you have a group, share it in your group. We'd so appreciate it. So let's try and break our share record. Let's, let's break the, you know, we got to 12. Let's try and break that. I'd like to see 15 shares on this. Whoever's watching. I, I guess I was maybe reaching a little bit too far. Cause I, I originally thought maybe 20, you know, I didn't think that was too much to ask, especially yeah. after getting over 400 views. On her last po- on her last video, I thought yeah. that was pretty awesome. Hey, yeah. Stacy is in the house. What's up, Stacy? Good to see you, girl. That is my little sister, the one right behind me. Four others other than her, but uh, yeah, I, I grew up in a real um, estrogen-heavy family. That's about the only way I can put that. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Did you- <laughs> that post that I put up on Facebook tonight? I'm almost uh, my own ass for it. And you didn't see it. That's all right. And thank you for yeah. not seeing it because I, I made a comment about, you know, how to kill engagement. On- oh, I saw it. Okay. And did you, did you get in shit? Well, no, no, but I put oh. myself into a position where if I didn't comment on their comments, then I'm doing what I just freaking posted about. Yeah, that's right. Now you're obligated. (laughs) Right. So for the last two hours, that is all I've been doing. I was trying to do more notes for the show tonight. And (laughs) all I've been able to do is comment on comments. Yeah. And you made me fucking do that too. So what did I do? I started going back and commenting on freaking comments from posts yesterday. 
Ah, buddy. What's the socially acceptable amount of time spent engaging? I mean, obviously, if you had a really good sub-thread going in your post, you want to stay engaged in that because it's just fun. But when people just kind of throw up a one or two word type of response, yeah, yeah, how engaged do you need to be really? I mean, yeah, put a one or thanks, or I mean, is that enough? Or do you really need to say anything to them? I mean, they really didn't take that much time. So, (laughs) yeah. So how much do you commit and when do you quit commenting? And I'm glad you said something about quitting commenting just quitting in general, because that is exactly what we're going to be talking about here today on the show. What, what happens when it's over? You know, sometimes it's just best to quit. Yeah. And I know the old saying, you know, quitters never win and winners never quit. You know, I want to, I want to just, you know, bust that myth up front and then over the course of the next, you know, 45 minutes or so, we'll explain why we are going to bust that myth. Yeah, for sure. So what what did you find out about quitting? Okay, so for me, um, I really wanted to talk about it from a business aspect because, well, you and I both see this a lot. You know, being entrepreneurs, business owners, you see a lot of that stuff on Facebook and you see a lot of those memes and those quotes of, you know, never quit. And like you just said, right, winners never quit. And we see a lot of that stuff and you can get caught up in that. And then that makes us doubt. But there's sometimes that you need to quit. So I wanted to focus on that. And, and you know, for myself, I'm sort of going through that now. You know, do I do I quit something or not? So for me, I've been, you know, podcasting and internet radio and coaching, personal coaching for the last eight years. I started out doing online radio to promote my coaching practice, not expecting that I would still be doing it over eight years later, not expecting to love it so much, not expecting to do the things that I've done with it. I thought I would do a show. I would share some information. So, you know, all this time later now, for the last little while, I'm thinking a large majority of my time is broadcasting and not, I do very little personal coaching. And, you know, things have been, for the last couple of years, I just keep, I'm getting drawn more and more into the broadcasting thing. You know, I launched uh, an online uh, network. I launched Crave Radio Network. I had a network of hosts that I helped them, you know, design and launch their own show. Uh, we were broadcast on an internet radio station. I eventually became uh, a co-owner in that internet radio station. Uh, learned tons. I mean, that's where my focus was all the time. And so then no longer the co-owner of that, Then, you know, this opportunity with you and watching you now doing as live stream was coming up more and more now learning about that and doing that, which is a different thing. That was a learning curve for me. And admittedly, and I tell people and it surprises them when I say how nervous I was to start this, like really, really, I was like I like my heart would be beating before we'd go on and I would be so nervous 
And it's just amazing that visual aspect, like my mask was off when I did radio, it didn't matter, right? My legs were up. I was in my pajamas. I had my coffee. It didn't matter what I looked like. It still doesn't, but still that veil is lifted. I mean, even when we do live streams, I mean, as long as people, I mean, people only see what we allow them to see. So for example, they don't see me. And they just know that I'm wearing a Miller Lite t-shirt. They don't realize that I'm sitting here in my little boxer shorts. I mean, okay. <laughs> With a fan aimed to your crotch, but. Well, no, it's it's up here because, you know, I don't want stuff. <laughs> I actually yeah, it's, I got my it, uh, <laughs> it's a whole different thing. So now, now I'm involved now with the station that now has picked us up and broadcast us, Mile High Radio. So now I have a new role. So another opportunity has come to me. So the point is, is that I all these opportunities keep coming to me and I keep crossing paths with people that bring me more and more into the broadcasting space and less into the coaching space. And I really like the broadcasting and the learning and the creativity. I, that's what draws me. And I know that because we always change and evolve. I, I've come to learn about myself that I like engagement like this. I like working with somebody. I like to be creative. I like to be in groups. I like speaking more than I like to do personal one-on-one -on -one coaching. But I'm having this internal struggle of letting, like you and your show with Ron Real, right? You have this internal struggle, like, but like I was so dedicated and committed and I do love doing it. And, but like, should, should I just cut that out? Like, should I no longer do that? And just like, so this is the struggle that I'm going through. This is an example of when you call it quits. You know, in, when I had, when I had started my coaching practice, I thought that was the only thing I was ever going to do. Me too. Obviously when, when you get into coaching, it's because you, you really love helping people you know, make those, make those breakthrough decisions or, or get to the next level or whatever you want to call it. You really invest a lot of your time and effort into helping those people succeed. And that in itself almost becomes your driving force behind your passion is seeing these other people just blossom and just go to that next level. Yeah. But I, I mean, I see where you're coming from, though. I mean, you're now getting opportunities to where you're almost on the other side. You're, you're 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 putting yourself in that spot where it's your turn to blossom. It's your turn to reach that next level, and it's crush that next stage in whatever career path you take. You'll always be a coach, just like even though I no longer coach people on, you know, picking up girls or whatever. You're always a coach. So oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, you just witnessed coaching right here. Yes, you just said that. You're on the other side of it. It's time for you to blossom into. That's coaching. That is coaching right there. <laughs> like, oh my God. So yes, you know, you know, that's what we do, right? We we're, we're not just here to help other people out. We want to help each other out too. <laughs> That is so true, CJ. Oh my God, that is so true. And here's the thing: the the opportunities that are that are in front of you right now, it's it's really not an option, or it's not a quit or don't quit. It's really kind of 
you know, I'm just going to put it aside for now. Just, you know, maybe the coaching thing will come around. You'll put a different coaching hat on. Eventually it's the whole idea. I mean, the structure's there. Just Uh so you know how to, you know, take somebody and just guide them along on their path. With that structure and with the opportunities you're having in broadcasting and in media, that's going to open up a whole new set of doors for helping people reach their goals in broadcasting and in online media. Uh So, you know, Bobby did an amazing thing when he, when he offered you that position and you said, yes, that to me was like, okay, this guy understands professional. He understands what it's going to take to put his business to that next level up. And uh, Hey, I got to say hello real quick to Martina. Martina's got an amazing live stream as well. And, Guys, check her out. Click on her name. Go over to her page. Send her a friend's request and watch her live streams. They're actually damn good. Ooh, awesome. Good to know. And uh, so, like I was saying, you know, Bobby, when he reached out, or magic happened. And the right thing happened to you at the right time. So, hey, whatever. Yeah. I think it's almost like that. That loyalty thing, right? That's what, um, that's what you, that's what I started out doing. So it's like, I can't let that go, but I, it can change. It can change. And what I did even last year was just greatly reduce the amount of time I put in my schedule. I do very minimal and I could keep it very minimal because I do, you know, even though we do things here on the show, which is in the personal development, personal growth field, you can't go really deep with people like you can when you coach people one-on-one. I mean, right. seeing people from not knowing, having no clue what they wanted to do, where I've had a client in a month start a brand new business and and like just take off. That's the power of one-on-one personal coaching. So I, I like that aspect. So, so now... Just, you are at that point where you just accept your decision. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. I Thank you so much. That was awesome. Evelyn just joined us. So awesome to see you, Evelyn. Evelyn, my girl. You know, she's like, I, you know, I don't want to use the word super fan per se, but she <laughs> is one of our biggest supporters. Thank yes. you very much, Evelyn, for showing up. Yes, absolutely. So, so that was my story of that, but you, you can go, I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to take any more because I did start off talking about business. You're kind of right there. Drop the mic. <laughs> nothing I can say to you that that was just, that's perfect. Perfect example as far as business goes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we but, love you, Evelyn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is an example right there of what, you know, quit or commit. But I have three questions that people in business can can look at. So I'll let's stay with that business theme. Then let's just keep on the business track and let's put that one to bed. Yeah. So I want to know what and I want to know what you think. So the first question for people, if you're wondering, you know, in business, do you stop something? Do you stop a, you know, a business arrangement? Do you, you know, do you? stop doing a show, whatever it is, or like what I just talked about. The first one is, what are you, if you think something's not going well and you should give up, maybe it's something you've launched, what are you measuring or basing that on? 
if you launch something and it's like, oh, well, that didn't work. I should just like can that. I did this launch and it was crickets and that. You know, I've had that happen to me. I've, I've launched a business and nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing, no sales. And it wasn't that I wasn't doing my due diligence. I mean, hell, I was pounding on doors. I was talking to people face to face. The problem was, is I was offering a service that wasn't a necessity. It was a, it was like a glamour service. I call them, you know, like the window washings and stuff like that. So when you're in a down economy, like we were at the time that I started this, there was no need for them to hire me to do something that they could easily do themselves if they wanted to. Hmm. I've, I've had that happen to me where there was just nothing. And one of the things that I learned from a mentor when I was going through the startup process was once you get going, once you, once you finally take that step, you step out the door, your job today is to go out and start that business and get sales. If you get out there and you find that this is not the right business because it's just not needed, get hmm. the hell out fast. Yeah. That's just. But what about the people who have done that and everybody's told them that, but they persisted and they pushed through and they ended up, you know, I think, I think, and that's maybe not a good example launching something. I think maybe just in general launching a business and you think maybe it's not going anywhere, but, but maybe you are reaching people. Maybe people are paying attention to what you're doing. Maybe they are reading those articles and we know people don't always so that's where the whole, what are you measuring or basing that on that you're not getting anywhere? You know, you could be moving ahead um, if you looked closer. You know, maybe you got a whole lot more, uh, you know, subscribes to your newsletter. Maybe no one's, maybe you haven't made any sales yet or anything, but maybe you've got a whole bunch more people that have subscribed. So maybe people are paying attention. Well, I, I want to address something here real quick in the comments. Uh, Ray Rideout says, anytime you launch something, you base your success on your own expectations that can be somewhat overinflated, which they very much can be, especially if you fall for one of these internet you know, landing pages where it's telling you, oh, you can make $100,000 in a summer selling hot dogs off of this hot dog cart, whatever it is. If you fall for something like that, yeah, you have an extremely overinflated expectation. And when you don't go out there and sell even $100 worth of hot dogs in your first weekend at a big event, it can it can sting a little bit. Uh -huh. But, you know, one of the things about those expectations is, you know, just because you go out and you fail something, just you launch your business, you go out there, you're pounding the pavement, you're hitting doors. Say you do this for a month, you're not getting anywhere. You decide this is not right for me. No, it just not, might not be the right time for you. So that's where you get those people who just keep trudging through and persisting. You know, there's a lot yeah. of things that go into that. You know, the, the persistent people who say, oh, I struggled for 10 years and I finally made it. I don't have that kind of patience. I'm glad they do, but I don't. So yeah, I don't I do either. And I try something for a month and it doesn't work. It's not going to work for me. I'm going to put it to bed. Yeah. I might come back to it though, because I did spend that month or two months putting my name out there. Like you said, people have noticed, people have seen, and 
you know, I did that with the dryer vent cleaning business I started where I went out there pounding doors and everybody, you know, no, 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 no. And now in the last couple of months, I've been getting phone calls. Hey, do you still do the dryer vent thing? So now it's starting to come around little ones and twos. But, you know, just because it didn't launch the way you thought it would launch, like Ray said, it's based on your expectations. Yeah. It doesn't mean. And I think, and looking at, you know, the reason too, like if it's, if it's really not working and there's not, you know, you can't, there's nothing that you could measure at all to have an idea and you don't see really any other purpose, maybe other than, you know, it is just to make some money. If it's not really that soul burning thing, then, you know, if you see it, no other purpose for it, then maybe it is time to stop. Right. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it doesn't mean forever. We tend to look at things like every decision is written in stone. You know, we can change our minds. We make decisions based on the information that we have at the time. Maybe down the road, we'll have more information. Yeah, exactly. And then Evelyn, well, and what you just said right there goes into what Evelyn is saying. It's a learning curve and a means to an end. Education. Yeah. Or as I like to say, edutainment. Edutainment. Exactly. Exactly. So there you go. So there's the first one. So the second one is, and this comes, we hear this all the time. Why are you really doing it? Why are you really doing it? Now, podcasting is a good example. Someone asked in the PDC one time, why do you podcast? Was that the question? Like if you, or. Yeah. It was. Or why did you start your podcast or something like that? No, it was a little bit different. Like if you didn't podcast, like I can't remember how the question was, but it was a little bit different that because I remember reading the question thinking I would die. I would die if I never did this again. Like that's the way it is for people who broadcast and who are, who podcast people that are in this. It's like ride or die. Like, There is no, I'm just sort of doing this. It's like, you are freaking in it. You are committed. You're dedicated. You're starting a second show. You're like, no other people are crazy enough. Like, so why are you doing what you're doing? Like, why, why? You know, that's, that's just it. The why is the, always the hardest question. That is the most difficult question for any entrepreneur or would be entrepreneur to even attempt to answer. But if they can't answer that question, they're probably not in it for the right reason anyway. So, yeah. you know, it's it's kind of one of those give and take things. I, well, to be honest with you, I love podcasts. I love media and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, but I would give it up tomorrow. I would put it away, just set it aside. I would give it all up tomorrow if if someone told me that, you know, it's it's going to go the route of, say, um, you have to pay $97 a month in order to do what we're doing. If if they start putting it into a, a position where you got to pay to play, I wouldn't do it anymore. And it's not because I don't love to do it. It's just because, you know, we should be able to put our message out without having to worry about financial constraints. Anybody should be able to do it. The single stay-at-home mom who has an amazing story should be able to do this just as much as the person who's got a $10,000 a month budget. 
Oh, absolutely. And I would never get to that point anyway. There'd always be a way that you could record your voice for free. I mean, it wouldn't yeah. ever get to that anyway. But I guess it depends, too, on why you started in the first place. Yeah. Well, that that just means that I would never give it up. I would. I would. <laughs> Oh, and that's what I did. I learned to be very creative as well in the days when I had no money. Yes, you're right. The answer should always be uh, passion. Passion is what gets you through. The grit is what keeps you going through the whole thing. Now, but there's different reasons why we get into podcasting. And then people who don't podcast are watching this going, well, I don't understand what you're talking about. But this is just a good example. Some people podcast to get a message out because it is a business in and of itself because they're you know that's why i started it it was to promote my coaching practice it wasn't just for the sake of it now some people get into it because it's helped them um personally it's helped them overcome the fear of speaking it's helped them with anxiety all of these different things so it's really to understand that but any business why are you doing it? And it's got to be a really, it's got to come from a core place because some people start a business because somebody suggested it. Yeah. Well, someone told me it would be a good idea to start this. Well, that is not going to get you through. Or they watch some kind of Ty Lopez webinar or some. <laughs> um, you know, the, the thing about podcasting, the thing I love about it so much is, I mean, I was one of those people that originally got into it because I was suffering with PTSD pretty bad there in the beginning i couldn't make ends meet i my head was all kinds of scrambled i started just talking into the, it wasn't even a podcast i was just talking into the mic recording it just and just telling what i was feeling yeah then it turned into the podcast thing and then it turned into raw and real which because i kind of got addicted to this whole podcast thing and it really helped i mean it, to be able to share with people what i was feeling and what i was going through and then as I, as I became certified as a coach, being able to share some of those stories, yeah. how, how that certification process helped me kind of move forward with everything. So there's, there's really, it's a journey and that everybody strives to have something yeah. that they can latch onto that really just calls to them. And like Ray said, it's, you know, it's about passion. you got to have yeah. that. If that passion isn't there, you're wasting your time and you're wasting other people's time who are trying to help you be successful. And you'll know because if you get up in the morning and you're not excited to go do that thing, you don't have the passion for it. So really, yeah, you really have to look at that. Why are you really doing this? You know, why are you doing this? Do you get up in the morning and you think about it? You look forward to doing it. Is that something that you're always getting more knowledge on? Is it something that you could do all the time that you could watch and read about and talk about? So that's a really good. And yes, let's look closely at it. Success always comes from the element of passion. Do what you love. Yeah. Absolutely. So the last question, so you know whether you should quit or commit, what's the opportunity cost? Meaning, if you keep going on what you're doing and it is costing you other opportunities that could move you forward more in the direction that you want to go or that really gets you excited and where you want to go, then you're 
if you're missing out, then that's a high cost. Is that, are you worth, are you willing to pay that cost? So what's the opportunity cost? Because when you say, you know, there's always that saying that we hear when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Or when you say no to something, you're saying yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so I, what's the opportunity cost? I love this question because it brings up a story that I need to tell because the guy is actually here. Uh, for those who don't know, I was on a show with Ray Rideout uh, called T-Cop Daily. One of my all-time five best experiences in my life when it came to broadcasting. The Everything that I learned from this guy, I mean, he was definitely a mentor. He helped me learn this craft and really hone this craft. And, you know, I, I got a lot of respect for him. But what happened was we came to a point where we had to make a decision and it was really his. And he, wow. Jimi Hendrix go home. So we were at a position where, you know, it, it's race show and it was he's the creative genius behind it. And it was a great show. It wasn't going the direction he wanted. So he had to make a decision whether or not he got to let CJ go or do we try to do something else and just make it work. And to be honest with you, I didn't necessarily see the the benefits at first. And I was never surprised by it. I shouldn't say that. I was never surprised that he had, that he just kind of let me go. And he didn't do it in a bad way. He didn't, it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like a horrible breakup or anything like that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was done very respectfully and tastefully. So when, when we made the, when he made the, Decision to let me go. It took him, I think he was ho-humming around about it for a couple of weeks, if I'm not mistaken, right? But, oh, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, he, he had to make that decision. And I'm, I'm sure that had to be a tough decision for him to make because we really worked hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's good. That's good, Ray. You broke up with me over text. <laughs> so heartless, <Anyway>. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but no, really, uh, really though, he ended up doing me a favor in the long run. He recognized before I even recognized where I was going with Raw and Real, and the things that I, uh, the opportunities that I was, I was going to have in the future, if I kept going at the pace and and with the passion and the fire that I had. He he recognized it way before I did. So when when he set me on the bench, put me pushed me over to the sidelines, he really did do me a favor. Yeah, yeah. We don't see that sometimes. No. But see now that allows you to be able to see when something doesn't feel right for yourself, right? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. There's always a good way to to do that. But that's a great story. That's a great story. And even now, I mean, he he is that guy. If I do something stupid, he. Sends me a message that was not good. <laughs> guy that that can just tell it how it is, and we we get each other. We're we're on that level where we just get it, and it's awesome. Um, and he, he is he's definitely one of my, you know, closest internet made friends. I would say, yeah, you know, without without him you would still have this little jumping chihuahua type energy clown 
behind the mic because she's a big chihuahua. <laughs> no, so it, you know, you don't get uh, you know Great Danes and Dobermans jumping around like a chihuahua. So, but yeah, I was I was just crazy. <laughs> Second best. Yeah, well, if you would ever ever heard him and his brother together, you'd understand why he said second best. <laughs> but then I, I think love I, it. I think I've only been his second co-host, so it, it, I'll take it. <laughs> I guess I didn't have to share that part. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's Brian. <laughs> well, he's pretty. He's pretty evolved, Stacy. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really have a whole lot of whole lot of choice. Well, that's the thing, right? You have to sort of accept, like, like the BS I went through last year. Oh my God, what a great gift, really, it was. And these things are—you don't see it at the time. You either, you know, you get down on yourself and you feel crappy. But yeah, so that fits in perfect. You know, the opportunity cost, and that's a great favor for somebody to do. I love friendships and relationships that people can be, you know, honest with each other and that that you could say, hey, like, this is nothing to do with you. This is just, it's not jiving. It's not, you know, and if people can see something else that another opportunity, great. But if that doesn't happen, if we're not in that situation and you are running a business, what, yeah, what is the opportunity cost? Are you having to say no to shit that you'd like to do? Because you're hanging on to this thing so friggin' tight. And it's really not, you know, doing you any good. Thanks, Ray. I appreciate I really do appreciate it. Well, I missed the last part of that. It's, uh, let me just put it up here. It says, Chris was very good at what he did for my show, but he had better things and great opportunities with Raw and Real, and I didn't want to hinder that. First of all, he would never have been a hindrance. Second of all, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, uh, that's funny. You know, you know, it's like what you're talking about, though. They, you know, everything, whether it's business or relationships, things don't always work out. Sometimes shit just goes south. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. And there's only two things that you can do. You can sit, pout, whine, cry, whine, just be an ass about losing what you thought you had. Or you can accept it. You can move on. You can live to fight another day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You either have to accept that. Yeah. Or you got to quit or commit on your own thing. But that requires some real deep or get a coach to help make it clear for you. But just so you know, you and I never breaking up. Okay. Yeah, so. no, we're breaking up. Weird <laughs> text at two a.m. saying, "Go away! I don't want to be your friend anymore." <laughs> Bruno Mars is my new beau. Yeah, no, never happened. Whatever. Never happened. <laughs> so those are that's the business part of it. Holy cow! Look at the time. I know we got to get to some. I've got uh, some five steps for moving forward. Yes, important because we always want to provide solutions. Yes, you know we'll create problems, but we'll always have a solution following up those problems. Is that yeah. just what we like to do? Exactly. And at least that's what I'm good at is creating the problems, and Lynn is really good at fixing them. No, no, you are too. Look, you helped me so much on the show. You coached me. You didn't even intend to. <laughs> so okay. I, 
I wrote down this list of five steps for moving forward. There was actually eight steps, but eight just sounded wonky, and three of those steps were really kind of stupid. So you took creative license, and yeah. So I I decided to um, take what like ten other sites that I was looking through, and I took the five best ones out of those ten sites. Believe it or not. And compared your experience? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so step uh, step number one is know that uh, know that this feeling is temporary. You know, when, you know. Yeah. It's over, sometimes that can be the most depressing thing. I mean, people have done some pretty drastic things from, you know, committing suicide to getting on drugs, starting drinking they have done some very self-destructive things because they don't realize that these feelings are just temporary. Mm -hmm. Or burn some important bridges that really. Right. That's why you don't want to react. You want to respond. You got to reach out to somebody and go, I'm really freaking pissed. And the other person can go step back. Relax. Yeah, or they can say so what too. So uh, yeah. and we're gonna get to that here in a second. Yeah. But um That's wait, that's why I wanna say those that feeling that you have, like I temporary, yeah. So milk the shit out of it. And I am so good at that. I can like feel those feelings. Like I pace the house, I rant, I rave, I talk, the music's on, like just give her because you'll get over it faster. Don't drag it out. Don't take the bandaid off slowly. Like if you're pissed, be pissed. Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard me and Lynn finally disagree on something. No, no, you can't do that. You can't sit there and milk it. You got to suck it up, drive on, move out, pop smoke, whatever you got to do. Yeah, after. But if you be sit pissed. There... Okay, hold on. Okay, so. <laughs> Here's here's number. I'm gonna switch all the way down to number four now, just for you. Okay. So give up, give up on the need for feeling acknowledgement or apologies. Oh yeah. You're not gonna get them. No one's That's gonna right. acknowledge why you're pissed. They don't care that you're pissed. They don't care. That's right. They're just all going haywire for you because shit's probably going haywire for them too. You know, so in getting an apology, especially if it's a bad breakup, you're not going to get an apology. It's not going to happen. And to be honest with you, the one's really not needed because shit happened and it just went south. You probably said some shit. They probably said some shit. Chances are the reason why you're apart is for the better reason. Just uh -huh. yeah, with me and Ray. We split up. And now we're both better for it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. Don't expect anything for sure. Next. No. So number two, we're going to bounce back in now. Okay. Number two is acknowledge it's Up really over. Acknowledge it's really over. I mean, literally sit down. I mean, you have to just burn it into your brain. This shit is over. Done. And yes, Evelyn, feel the feeling. Yes. That's why I say feel those feelings. There's there's don't discount the power and the energy and anger. I could clean my whole freaking house in like no time. 
there's value in that emotion. If you're taking that emotion and turning it into positive energy and that positive energy is cleaning up a house, perfect. But if, yes. you take, if you're taking that emotion and you're turning it into negative energy and then you go out and do something silly like get even. Oh, well, no, I don't mean it that way. No. Yeah, no. No, I mean, just feel the feelings like be mad. I'll be I'll pace around my house and I'll be mad and I'll stomp and I'll like have a conversation and talk out loud. And then I'll listen to tunes for a while and I'll, you know, and then I get through it and I'm done. And it's like, OK. Time to move on. Okay, so I can agree with that then. I can actually start to see your point of view and actually agree with that. And that actually lends really good with number two, acknowledging that it's over. Because during mm -hmm. that, while you're pissed off and you're feeling those feelings, you can make you can make that self-talk that we all have start kind of leading towards that that realization that, hey, this is over. And you can start closing that door. Yeah, because, you know what, I like to feel those feelings because, because in those, in that thought process, you start thinking of all these things, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, but you don't because I just, you know, yeah, because you could do stupid things, and I don't, fortunately, you can say things, you could do things, but no, instead I just like work through it doing my thing, I'm doing the dishes, or I'm cleaning the house, or I'm like, going for a walk or whatever. So, yeah. So number three is integrate the fact that people change. This isn't just, you know, and I want to, I want to tell you know everybody this, that this is not just for romantic relationships. This is for any kind of relationship. Friendships yeah. change as, as they mature. Sometimes they don't change for the better. Sometimes they kind of go off in different directions. So, you got to understand that people are changing all the time. All these outside influences that we are bombarded with each and every day is going to change how we react to the next situation that we're faced with. You could be faced with the same situation 10 times, say once every month. But if new information keeps coming in each month, you're going to react differently to those situations. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, sometimes we don't, we don't grow together. We grow apart. We have different, yeah. views. we have different ideas. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You have to accept that. And the other thing I would add to that is look how hard it is for us to change ourselves. We try and take on a new project or change something, or we're going to get in shape or we're going to, whatever it is. Well, consider how hard it is to change yourself, yeah. you know? So, yeah, what was it Evelyn said? I saw I didn't catch it all. Which one? She's been she's been blowing it up. She's she's got some she? comments actually. Evelyn's on fire. I meant watch the bridge burning as don't do that. Don't do yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. The other one, the other? The other one says, I think of other things I could do instead. Start new feelings can be motivating. Exactly. And soaking anger. People tell you, don't get angry. For every minute you're angry, you you miss like 67 seconds of happiness. Like, no, no. Every feeling has a purpose. Just find the right way to use that feeling. Feel the feeling. I'm an Aries. I am fire sign. I have to feel the feelings. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I seen you pretty pissed too, CJ. So yeah. you know, oh, yeah. and, you know, and here's the thing: when I'm pissed, I, I I don't hide it from people. I wear everything on the outside. I'm an exterior kind of revealing guy, so it, it comes out in live streams a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> but but when I'm yeah. wrong, when I'm wrong, I yes. will publicly admit when I'm wrong, and I will yes. come out and I will publicly apologize if I did do something or say something that may have hurt or offended somebody. So uh, we're just as, you know, volatile as I can be on one side. I can be just as compassionate on the other side. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to sometimes I can hold it in, but like my eye roll is like, you know, that's, that's, My eyes roll. I got kicked out of class one time for eye rolling. So, like, I can't totally contain it, but you got to let that energy out somehow, right? Yeah, exactly. Stacy, uh, she's in the group chat somewhere, I think, still. But uh, she can she can uh, attest to the to the fact that uh, our parents hated those eye rolls. Hated oh. them. Well, who and, does it? And I remember <laughs> one time when my mother threw a telephone book across two rooms, the dining room and the living room, smacked my brother in the back of the head, all because he rolled his eyes and turned around and, you know, turned his back on her. Boom. What what is it? I mean, we don't use telephone books anymore. So we lost that skill to chuck a telephone book across distance and hit pinpoint accuracy. But Man, what is it with women? I mean, that eye roll thing, it's either your your biggest fuck you or it is your biggest pet peeve. One of the other. No in between. <laughs> oh, you're so right. Yeah. I just cannot. Yeah. I just cannot. I don't know. I just have. Yeah. It's just when from a young age, grade seven, I got kicked out of class for rolling my eyes one time and my mom had to come and talk to the teacher and she said, what, and she, she asked him, what did she do wrong? And he said she rolled her eyes and my mom lost her mind on him. <laughs> really? For that? Oh my God. And you know. But if it would have been some other kid, your mom would have been, I can't believe they didn't. No. <laughs> Rolling their eyes. He should have got a telephone book up behind yeah. him. Yeah. So it's, you know, started, but I just have, I have to express myself. So it's my hands or it's my voice or, so if I'm keeping it in, you know, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And it hurts to keep it in. Sometimes right? it hurts. <laughs> number, five, number five, we're going to move on. We haven't on. done five yet? Oh, my God. No, we haven't done five yet and we got five minutes before we got to be the hell out of this show we got to yes otherwise bobby will just throw a telephone book across the united states and smack cj up behind the head that's, yeah that's right because you're so, the producer. I, think, I think he's old enough to remember telephone books anyways he, he looks oh, yeah. like he's my age so <laughs> number five yep. is focus on your future and the moment the moment that you're in don't worry about the past you can't change the outcomes of the past. You cannot do anything about it. So why let them matter? Just move along, concentrate on your future, and live each moment. Because that's all we may have. Yeah, that's a personal power 
statement, actually. It's because then people get into victim mode. Yeah. So, yeah, don't look at that. What can you do from this moment? Like, you're at choice. It, you have the choice. Like, how lucky are you that you have the choice of what you're going to do next? So, yeah. Love that. That, you know, hey, sometimes. Fine job. Sometimes I can come up with a couple of good things. They don't typically happen in the same show, but tonight they did. So, wow. So why don't you tell everybody how they can find us on Facebook and on the interwebs? Yes, please. You can always leave us a comment or question anonymously on our website at gritandgracetv.com. You'll see the tab that says comment or question. You have a comment about this show, any show, us, you have a question, anything. It doesn't matter what it has to do with. It can be a personal question about us. Uh, you can do that anonymously. We have no idea who it is. We really don't. It's set up that way. We just get the email. <clears throat> God, excuse me. <clears throat> so go to our website. We'd love it if you left us a review on our Facebook page. So you can click on the reviews tab and leave us those five stars and tell us why you love us so much. <laughs> hey, CJ. Oh. I really oh, yeah. had somebody off in the group the other, night, the other day. Did you? Yes, yes. And yeah, and you can check all our videos there. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. So look for Grit and Grace TV so you don't ever miss a video. And yeah, and you can email us too if you'd like, but all that info is on our website. So make sure you do that because you can reach us individually if you want to do that. Also through the gritandgracetv.com website, our individual links are there and stuff. So love to hear from you. Give us, you know, show topics, whatever. And each week we love coming to you and talking about all these amazing topics. And if you have some ideas and you want to hear us talk about your topic, and trust me, if you send in a topic and you put your name to it, we will give you credit for that week's topic. And remember, September, we're it's coming up really fast. We're only a month away from September. And we yeah. are going to be going to three shows a week. Imagine that. Seeing... CJ and Lynn, Lynn and CJ, both of them sitting side by side. <laughs> oh my God. That is Monday, crazy. Wednesday, Friday. So yes, get on over there. Make sure you like everything that we got going on because we have so much fun in the And face. share. Trust me. I promise you, you will have just as much value. You'll get just as much entertainment off the Facebook page as you do watching the show. So get on over yes. there and let's have some fun. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Take care. And until next week, you don't have to be perfect to be that perfect solution. Peace. Stay wild, everybody.